A teenage slacker's right hand becomes possessed with murderous intent. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Our Childhood, a nostalgic weekly podcast where a married couple rewatches and reviews our favorite 90s and 2000s movies to decide if they hold up to our adult standards. Hi guys, it's Ashley and Ryan mm-hmm. for another amazing episode of Ruining Our Childhood. I know we didn't announce the movie that we were planning to do on this episode last week because we weren't sure what we were going to do. We weren't. But we settled on 1999's Idle Hands. I like how you left out classic. classic. Well, no, I I didn't mean to do that. Oh, okay. On purpose. I just wanted to say the movie title. Mm-hmm. So, the 1999 classic Idle Hands. And I'm excited about this one cuz I don't know if I've seen it since like 2000. I think I've seen it. I might have seen it one other time yeah. since then. Yeah. I don't know why I feel like we watched it together, but I also don't really remember. It's possible. I definitely know I've seen this movie more than once, but who knows when, where. My memory's getting foggy. We're getting old. We're getting old. Yeah. You know, I hope we're not the only ones that try to think of dates and we're like, God, that was only like five years ago. Oh, wait, that was 20 20 years ago. 20 years ago. And this movie is 21 years old. I know. That's insane cray cray anyway so why don't you hit us with some 1999 facts by going down memory road this movie was released on april 30th of 1999 it had a budget of 25 million dollars but it only made 4.2 million dollars so it not was great bomb city <laughs> not great uh popular tv shows from 1999 Include The Practice, Touched by an Angel, and Law and Order. Regular the, Law and Order? Regular Law and Order. Okay. Did, was Sfu out by then? It actually would have premiered in the fall oh, okay. of 99. Okay. The number one song the week the movie came out, you'll appreciate this, TLC, No Scrubs. Yes. And some <laughs> other doozies from 1999 were Britney Spears, Baby One More Time. And Ricky Martin, Live in La Vida Loca. Yeah. That was like the year of the pop jam. That was, I think, a big year for me as far as music because I became obsessed with MTV. Mm-hmm. And I also became obsessed with listening to the radio because, you know, it was 1999. Uh, but definitely remember all those This is those like hits. prime TRL time. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just want to point out, the other people that had number one songs, Jennifer Lopez, Destiny's Child, Will Smith, Christina Aguilera, and Enrique Iglesias all had number one songs. Damn. All the good pop acts from my <laughs> teens. Um, some popular movies were Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, The Matrix, and Tarzan. So, 1999... That is the prime of my movie going, my prime of pop culture. I thought you were going to say the prime of my life. Yeah. Wow. Your, I your peaked life at peaked. 15. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, You're a jerk. What was your earliest memory from this movie? I did not see it in theaters because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is rated R, if 
I'm correct. Yeah, I, I think you might be right. And yeah, I mean, that's not to say I didn't sneak into some R-rated movies because we did. Yeah. I remember like the cast appealing to me when mm-hmm. I would see the trailers because the star was somebody I watched as a child. I was very familiar with Seth Green at this point, and mm-hmm. he was just amazing. And then there was this pretty face who would become very familiar to me that I didn't know until this time, which was Jessica Alba. Yeah. And that became a teenage crush for me. Yeah. yeah. I don't doubt that. Yeah. I I will say, because it's funny. Well, what episode were we talking about teen idols? It was very recently. Yeah. I know what you did last summer, I think. Sounds correct. Yeah. And Devin Sawa, who is the lead of this film, mm-hmm. was one of the ones I listed. I loved him. Yes. I had this little shrine on my wall of pictures I cut out from like Tiger Beat and mm-hmm. J14 and Twist. And I it was him, Ben Affleck, of course. Of course. Ryan Philippi. Why not? Yeah. Scary Barry. I didn't have as many JTT at that time because he was starting to not be as, I guess... relevant yeah Yeah. see and i remember like fifth and sixth grade all of the girls i knew were into the people you you just mentioned yeah and then seventh and eighth grade rolled around and it was all about the ldc what's the ldc leonardo dicaprio oh (laughs) i was for some reason i thought you were naming a band (laughs) like a boy band because i remember in seventh grade Mm -hmm. going into seventh grade and in sync all of a sudden exploding yes and the popular group of girls all had pictures of justin timberlake on their lockers like they printed them out and put them on their lockers Mm -hmm. and i literally had no clue who he was because (laughs) i i don't know why oh that's funny i was just like who is that guy and then i mean i was in a music but Mm -hmm. i don't know how i avoided in sync when they first came out but But then i got into them i was gonna say you were into like no doubt and stuff like that. that yeah, age. I was. Yeah. I, I was a a rock kid. Yeah, but I but I definitely feel like in junior high, I think a little bit of a uh, maybe half peer pressure, half just wanting to feel a sense of belonging mm-hmm. to the other kids in my grade. I started listening to like Insane, then I loved Destiny's Child. So I I did get into the popular music, but. I don't know. I think in like seventh grade, I'm we might have not had MTV for a second. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we're talking about 99. Seventh grade was like a year before. Mm-hmm. But I just remember like I was late to the party in some of those things. Okay. I remember being really into TRL. Mm-hmm. And so like I remember when like Britney Spears' first music video premiered and going yeah. like, wow, that girl's really pretty. And that would have been right around the time in sync, and then we're yeah. I mean, I remember. Up. It's it's weird because I just I remember Britney Spears. I remember seeing that video for the first time and thinking like, whoa. Yeah. You know, I don't know why. I mean, it it was a music video and it was fine, but it was just it's just one of those things you watch somebody and you're like, they're gonna be popular. Yeah. You know. Anyway, did, did you watch those though? In the back of your head, go. Some of these people will be completely irrelevant in a year. Not at that age, because I didn't really understand, like, one-hit wonders. Mm-hmm. And I I just assumed, like, when you were famous enough to have a music video and have a record deal, that you were going to be famous forever. Not really understanding that how many people had hits on the radio and music videos over, you know, the span of the musical history and 
nobody remembers them or vaguely remembers them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I will say it's kind of impressive when I was just listing off all those people and a lot of them still have great careers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kinda, true. Kind of neat. So <laughs> we just went on a little teen tangent. Idol, teen Idol tangent. Yeah. Back to Idle Hands. Mm-hmm. My earliest memory from this movie was we had just gotten a new video store in the town that I grew up in. It was very small. The longest time, the only video store we had was in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And it was very small, very small selection. They had like all of the new releases and then a couple of like older movies and hit movies, but wasn't a lot of space. It was very small. And then Around this time, I remember the gas station down the street from there, uh, they had like a, it was the gas station and then it was like another suite next to it, like connected. Uh Yeah. And they turned it into a video store and it was huge. It it was like the first video store I'd seen that wasn't a blockbuster. Yeah. That had like a huge selection. And I remember renting this movie from there. Nice. Yeah. I don't know that I, I rented it. I think this was a movie that my brother had bought when he worked at... Uh, a movie store and he had bought it and then that's when i saw it because yeah i didn't see it in theaters i i realized i didn't finish my thought earlier so so i was like i'll bring it back around you know at the corner of the street that i grew up at there was three video stores for a while different time man yeah one was a mom pa setup and then across the street opened a chain one and then on the other corner another chain and they put the mom pa one out of business that's horrible. Yeah. I remember because Blockbuster was in Missoula, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, there wasn't like one in our town. Mm-hmm. So we never rented from there unless like my brother was looking for a specific movie. Then I think we went in there a couple times, but we never rented from there. We always rented from the one in our town. And then I worked at one in the town over when I got a little older and I believe that one's out of business, too. Well, I mean, I guess they all are, I yeah. guess. But I think that one been out of business way before Blockbuster did. I can't blame you guys. I, you know, to drive into Missoula from where you were at was, that's a little bit of a drive. It just is. Just to get a movie, you know? Yeah, no. And, yeah. Even though my parents worked there and commuted every day, but it wasn't like on their days off, they definitely weren't going, let's go to Missoula again. Yeah. Unless they needed to go to Costco or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was... Fun times living in a small town yeah. and remembering video stores. They were the best. Yeah. I remember Blockbuster would give you a free rental on your birthday. And I'd always go there on my birthday and rent a movie. I remember when I first moved here, there were still plenty of video stores. Oh, yeah. And that was the thing I did. Because when I first moved here, I didn't have a job yet. I didn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I... Literally just went to Hollywood Video, rented movies like every single day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Good times. God. It's so nice nowadays that you can just find basically anything on a streaming service. And if you can't, you can still rent it right off your TV and not have to go to a store. It's convenient, but I also miss the days of like wondering where I can find a movie and having to go to the store and then having that like excitedness that you get when you find the movie you're looking for especially if you're not looking for like a new release yeah but i also had the thing coming from a small town that the video stores i had in my town only had so much selection so if you didn't get there quick enough you weren't getting the new release and you had to wait 
the next day or whatever. I remember, I mean, we had the chain ones at the corner, but still going in there. And a lot of times, like whatever the big release was, they might not have it. And then you're like, oh, man, people are going to tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good but times. I agree. It was this great feeling. Mm-hmm. If you got there and you're like, they have Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> this is the best day. I'm going mm-hmm. home and I'm watching this three times. Yeah. Anyway, shall we continue? <laughs> yes. Um, so do you think this movie, Idle Hands, in case you guys forgot, because we keep talking about small towns, yeah. video stores, whatnot. Uh, do you think Idle Hands will hold up? I'm going to say no. I, I definitely think the box office is swaying me a little bit going, this thing was a bomb. But also, I mean, I watched it more than once. Yes. That doesn't mean I had great taste in movies when I was 15. <laughs> but I think I'm going to laugh a lot because Seth Green is, to this day, I love and I just think he is hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping he'll crack me up. And also the other person that is the other friend. Yes. Yes. So well, I'm, We won't name him. We'll wait no, until no. we'll hello there. But some, I think they're going to be funny and entertaining. Also, I'm looking forward to some good dated references. I remember parts of this movie. Like, obviously, I know that his hand is murderous Mm -hmm. and then his two friends are dead Mm -hmm. but still alive so that's aspects really funny but i don't remember like any jokes or anything other than didn't they try to like cut off his hand and explode it or something i don't know is that in this movie i think they cut the hand off and put it in a microwave yes okay that's literally the only thing i remember Mm -hmm. i don't think it's gonna hold up because i think there's gonna be a lot of dated uh issues maybe around Jessica Alba's part. Yeah. I just have a feeling. I could see that. From what I remember, I feel like she's very overly sexualized. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. But I don't think it's going to hold up. Sad. But again, I'm kind of just guessing because I don't really remember Yeah, very much from this movie. I was going to say, we're shooting from the hip here. We have not seen this, we don't think, in about 20 years. Yeah. So. I thought you were going to say, we have not seen this. And I'm like, no, we, yeah, just we, talked have, to, we just we, talked we, we 20 just talked minutes about, about that. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Are you broken? Uh, Where can you stream this movie? You can stream it for free on an app called Pluto TV. Mm-hmm. I've never used it. Nope. And we'll probably just rent it. Yeah. But it says, it doesn't say free with ads, so I wonder if it is just free. I don't know. Let us know if you guys uh, try the Pluto app. Yeah. Maybe it's something we need to try. Yeah. Ryan's strictly name brand. I will say apps. I recognized their logo. So I'm pretty sure it's either on like our fire the stink. fire or maybe it's on the PlayStation, but I recognize that logo. So okay. yeah, it's not like Fubo or some of those other ones we've never heard of. Yeah. Tubi. Yeah, that, that yeah. might be one. Yeah. They're just making them up at this point. Just yeah. <laughs> mash some letters together. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to go ahead and hit the pause. Go watch Idle Hands and come back and talk about it like we always do. Okay. Bye. Bye. And we're back. We just finished watching Idle Hands, and we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories. Like we always do. And our first category is, well, hello there. Well, hello there. Where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And there was some. There was some. Mm-hmm. First off, uh, I know we kind of briefly touched on a couple of people that were in this movie that we remembered as 
far as the main character, mm-hmm. Devin Sawa plays Anton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Green plays Mick, one of his friends. And Jessica Alba plays Molly, his neighborhood crush, yes. if you will. Yeah. Who was your first cameo? My first one was Connie Ray. Yes. She played uh, Anton's mom. And I re- always remember her as being the mom on the Torkelsons. Yeah. And apparently, uh, more recently, she's been on The Good Fight. Yeah, yeah. She's been in a couple of things. I also saw Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure we- I recognized it when <laughs> she popped up on screen. She has a very recognizable face. I yes. Think. And voice, for sure. Yeah. Um, the next one is Anton's dad, mm-hmm. Fred. L- I always want to say Fred Lillard. I've been saying it in my head all afternoon. Fred Lillard? Yeah. He's, He's related, related to, to Matthew. Matthew? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know his name. It's yes. Fred Willard. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much uh, like if you looked up character actor in the dictionary, Fred Willard, definitely. I would. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Uh, some of his most notable parts in movies that i remember are best in show mm-hmm. anchorman and more recently he was in space force i know he passed away in may though yeah which is, which is really, really sad. sad yeah yeah always like fred fred willard now you're saying it, oh, yeah. it's contagious <laughs> got me all messed up my next one was eldon henson yes i know uh, he plays nub in this or Pnub. i think it's nub i think it, the p well, silent oh <laughs> Well, I looked up trivia why they're named, and it's like they took Mick and Penub, and it was from the Buckwheat sketch. Looking for Nub in all the wrong places? Yeah. Oh. And he's like, if you say Mick and Penub, okay. it sounds like okay. looking for love, or you know how Buckwheat says yeah. it. Yeah. Eddie Murphy doing the Buckwheat. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. We know him as Fulton Reed. In the Mighty Ducks movies. Yes. He also was in the Hunger Games. Yeah. And he was on Jessica Jones and Luke Cage as Foggy Nelson. He had like a reoccurring character. I remember him popping up in the Hunger Games. I think it was in the second one because he, or the third one, he plays one of the District 13 people, but he's an Avox, which means they cut out his tongue. So he doesn't have any speaking parts, which I thought was weird. Okay. Um, but also one of my favorite movies as a young child, She's All That. Oh, Yeah. okay. I think I've seen that. Rachel Lee Cook's his best friend. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Completely different character from this one. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> um, my next one is Vivica A. Fox, mm-hmm. Debbie LeCure. Uh-huh. Uh, she's been in a whole bunch of stuff. She's... Vivica Fox, mm-hmm. uh, Independence Day, and more recently, Empire. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. My next one was Sean Whalen. Yes. He was Roach in People Under the Stairs, which we did a long time ago. Last year. <laughs> and more recently, was on Superstore. Yes. Which is hilarious. Yes. Mm-hmm. My next one was Jack Noseworthy. He plays Randy, a neighbor of Anton's. Mm-hmm. He... Was in a couple episodes of uh, Law and Order Special Victim Unit. Mm-hmm. Special Victims Unit. Also, he played Bobby Kennedy in the Killing Kennedy TV movie. Yes. But I thought I recognized him from somewhere else, but it must be from SVU. That's that's all I can think of. He had a face, the whole movie, it bothered me going, 
who does he look like? Yeah. He does look like a young John Bon Jovi. A little bit. And I think the hair in this film helped that. Yeah. But there's somebody else. I, I can't figure it out. It's going to pop in my head in three weeks. I'm like, that's who he looked like. But the thing I did remember him from was playing Bobby Kennedy and Killing Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Who is your next one? My next one. There's probably at least one listener that will appreciate this. And that is the legendary Joey Slotnick <laughs> popping up for a cameo as a Burger Jungle employee. Yes. Uh, Joey Slotnick was in Pirates of Silicon Valley. And most recently was uh, on Blue Bloods. Yeah. And he was in A League of Their Own because we did talk about him. You yes. Did, we did talk about your MySpace yep. status. Mm-hmm. So go listen to that episode to hear <laughs> his, Ryan's Joey Slotnick story. Yes. The next one for me is Katie Wright. She played Tanya, who was a high school student and also kind of friends with Molly, Jessica Alba's character. The thing I recognize her from is a gem of a lifetime movie called mm. a secret between friends it's also starred marley shelton and i believe a young ryan reynolds okay and it was a movie i've seen several times because it's literally my favorite lifetime movie and it's about bulimia and it's the best it has wendy pfeffercorn in it yeah and that's all i needed to hear and deadpool like i'm sold <laughs> Uh, but that's the number one thing i know her from uh she was an episode of boy meets world and a couple episodes of melrose place but she hasn't acted uh since 2001 but like you pointed out she's apparently married to hank azaria so yeah and and fun fact her brother is jack noseworthy yeah and played randy in this they didn't know according to imdb uh db sorry took me a second Mm -hmm. that they were half siblings until they met on the set of this movie which is crazy that is insane, because yeah. I would say Jack Noseworthy's probably 25. Yeah. he's. A, it's not like they were 10-year-olds. Like, and it's also creepy, because he does hit on her in the movie. <laughs> yeah! Oh, boy. <laughs> Who is your next one? My next one, real brief, he worked a drive through attendant at Burger Jungle, and that is Tom DeLonge yes. from Blink-182 and Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good old cameo. Yeah. Which I think it's kind of funny because I feel like a lot of the music in this movie is more kind of heavier metal type. Like they play Rob Zombie. I know you probably are going to mention that later, Mm -hmm. so I apologize. It's all good. But then they have Tom DeLonge. And then I'll say the next one because it's the last one I have. Mm -hmm. It's a cameo by The Offspring, the band at their Halloween dance at the school. So... I was not lucky enough to ever go to a high school dance where The Offspring was playing the right? concert, especially in 1999. Yeah, that's, that's that's peak Offspring as far as the pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah, the what's the word I'm looking for? Like mainstream. Yeah, because The Offspring is a band that's very popular with the punk scene. Yeah, but obviously it definitely went very very mainstream. Yes. Yeah. My last one is Timothy Stack. He mm-hmm. played the principal in this movie. I remember Timothy Stack on Son of a Beach, which was the Howard Stern FX Baywatch kind of knockoff from uh-huh. the early 2000s. And more recently, he did an episode of L.A. to Vegas with Dylan McDermott. Yes. Yes. You were trying not to say I've Dermot. Dermot no. Maroney. Always <laughs> confuse those two. I don't know why. No, everybody does. Everybody does. It's those two, and then um, 
Bill Paxton, and Bill Pullman. Yeah. Because they were also gaining a lot of popularity as lead actors around the same time, mm-hmm. Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton. So I used to do the same thing. Oh. No, I don't feel so silly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're not the only ones. Yeah. Do you want to move on? Yes. <clears throat> The next category is called Kids Would Call It a Throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, where we talk about fashion, dated references, and offensive jokes, which there's there, there's there, some. Yeah, there's some. Um, what did you think about the fashion? Overall, not a huge issue with the fashion. I thought, you know, Anton's kind of running around with a hoodie on. He's literally wearing the same clothes. Yeah. Every single scene. Yes. Okay. Um, but... <laughs> Seth Green, Mick, is wearing a porn star t-shirt, which mm-hmm. I I do remember my friend's brother had a porn star sticker on his car. It you're was, a generation of men. It was and I say one, you're because you're a man. It was, or it might have been my friend that had it. And it was totally done like to be mean to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a prank. Yeah. Oh, man. That's yeah, awesome. I definitely feel like the fashion with the male characters, Anton, Mick, and Nub, are such 2000 slacker boy, don't give a damn about the world, they just want to smoke pot, mm-hmm. dirty, greasy, just gross. Yeah, especially Anton. Yeah. He looks like the whole movie he hasn't bathed in he- six months. It's hard to say between the beginning of the movie where his parents get killed mm-hmm. and you're not sure what happened to them and because they don't show him killing them to when he goes to Mick's house, I think, or Nub's house. Mm-hmm. They're both there. Who knows house it is? It doesn't yeah. matter. He's wearing the same outfit after that. Yeah. And it's gross. <laughs> it is. And just like, take a bath, please. I kept looking going... Go wash your face. You have blood all over you. Blood and just... Gross. It's so oily. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. Um, Obviously, like, Mick and Nub's character kind of have an excuse in the sense that they're zombies. Yeah. Or, like, undead. Mm-hmm. So they don't have a lot of care to change, but... No. Jessica Alba's outfits were fine. Yeah. Just the very end... That the, the evil hand is going to sacrifice her. Mm-hmm. Of course, they have to get her down to her underwear. Yeah. So, it yeah. wouldn't have been a teen sex comedy unless somebody's walking around in their underwear. Right. That's yeah. true. Did you have anything else with the fashion? I just wanted to mention Randy. Yes. Wearing, I think, 47 necklaces. <laughs> it was every trendy necklace that you could wear, he had it on. Yeah. Yeah. And he was wearing a band t-shirt, I think. I can't remember what t-shirt he was wearing. I don't remember. Oh, but Mm. yeah, he drives a big, huge truck, and he's just that douchebag that is still hanging around girls, high school girls, when he's like clearly like 22. Yeah. No, he's definitely, you can tell, a little old. Yeah. What about dated references or offensive jokes? I thought there was uh, quite a few dated references, Uh, some nice pop-ups there Um, at one point. Anton's watching Mr. Magoo. Yes. I enjoyed that cartoon as a kid. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really watch it, but... He was just a bumbling idiot. It was always funny to me. What about you? I guess the first one, it's not really a dated references, but I just like the line. It's, uh, 
Anton wakes up very early in the movie, calls his friends because he doesn't have any pot. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's looking for some pot. <laughs> he calls him and he's like, hey, can you bring it over? And he's like, this isn't Domino's, you lazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Nub, but it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, I think it was Nub. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of music video watching. Yes. Um, I did not recognize really any of them except for the one that I'll talk about later. Okay. Um, but yeah, there was just a lot of them. Yeah, for Which, sure. I know music videos are still a thing, but I don't think they're as popular as they were when we were growing up. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's kind of hard to say because I feel like with with YouTube, I feel like people are still watching them. True. I think there was a maybe a couple years where they weren't getting watched because MTV was on the decline as far as playing music videos and mm-hmm. YouTube was just coming up. But I think now it's back to being like a thing because YouTube. I 100% agree with you and I would retract my previous statement <laughs> about people not watching it because I remember us watching This Is America by Childish Gambino and it had like a billion views. Yes. And uh, the other day I, I looked up some the K-pop band. Oh, uh, BTS? Yes. Mm-hmm. I looked up some BTS videos because I just, I'm out of the loop. With, yeah. I don't know anything about BTS, but I just wanted to hear what they sounded like. Just, you know, mm-hmm. just so I don't feel so old, <laughs> I guess. So I can say, that's a BTS song. And Wh- they have like billion views, like over a billion views, all their videos. That's They're insane. very, very popular. Yeah. I'm, that, I'm officially that person. I never thought I would get to that where... I had no clue what was popular. I knew that I know the name, but I I don't know any of their songs. Yeah, yeah. Their videos are pretty interesting. Okay. I will say that there's some artistry to it. Oh, not that you're interested. No, in K-pop boy bands, but no, it's, it's not, not your cup of tea. Not my scene. There was a lot of offensiveness. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say there's a lot, but they they just sprinkled in a lot of like homophobic jokes. Yeah, they didn't focus on it. It wasn't like a plot. No. But especially Nub said a lot of like just random homophobic things. Yeah. And and Mick. Yeah. Too. That's true. They you can tell it was made in nineteen ninety nine. It was made in nineteen ninety nine. There I'm not like excusing it at all. Uh other than that is something I would expect out of a slacker pothead from the two thousands. Yeah. Is also being homophobic. Kinda goes hand in hand, I feel like. Unfortunately, yes, I agree. Another nice dated reference uh, that popped up was at one point Mick and Nub were watching Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, 1978 version. Yes. Obviously, because this movie came out before yeah. the 2004. <laughs> they went to the future and watched the <laughs> Zack Snyder one. So yeah, that's cool. it was this scene in the beginning where they're at, in the the project housing mm-hmm. and the lady like runs to her husband. She thinks like he's fine and he bites her neck bites off. Bites right yeah. in the neck. At one point, Mick... Uh, calls himself Leatherface mm-hmm. when he's uh, tries to use a electric knife. Electric knife to cut Anton's hand off, but mm-hmm. the cord was too short. Yeah, so that was the one scene that I one hundred percent remember yes. from this movie was because I always thought it was funny the way he looks backwards once he realizes that he yanked the cord out of the yeah. wall. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, did you have any other ones?" I did not. Oh, I just at one point when Mick. I can't remember what he, he just is basically like declaring that he needs to do something and they need to find the hand because he's cut off the hand mm-hmm. 
and it ran away. Yes. And he kind of figured out that it's going to go after Molly mm-hmm. because it's mad that he cut it off. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to like convince his friends, like, we need to go save her. And Mick's like, no, Kevin Costner speeches. Let's just go. Like, <laughs> we don't need to hear your reasoning. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. I did want to talk about in this this category of how I've talked about it before, but I always feel like there's scenes uh, in movies that were are that are very strong, heavily male based, mm-hmm. where I feel like that was written by a middle aged man who has some like wish fulfillment, and it's when he his the hand slaps Jessica Alba's character Molly in the ass mm-hmm. fairly aggressively. Her response. Her response is like, "Oh, I didn't know you wanted." You liked it like that. And then she's like turned on by it. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way in hell that anybody would turn be turned on like that. And I was like, who the hell wrote this movie? And I looked it up and it's written by a female screenwriter. Whoa. As well as a male screenwriter. But the female screenwriter is credited first. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to credit that scene to him. I, I don't and know. She might have been going... That's not how it works. Everything in this world that makes sense when I'm like, why do men think it's okay to like slap women on the ass and that we think that's... And I'm not saying like a husband and wife. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm talking about like somebody you barely know. Yes. Or maybe you're on a first date, you know, that's... that's uh. There's lines being crossed. Yeah. Yeah. And this is unfortunately like movies like this that have like shit like that. That's the reason why boys, because this movie is geared towards teenagers. Yep think it's acceptable to do that i was gonna say i'm i was 14 when this came out yeah you know that's showing a 14 year old this is how if this you do how... this jessica alba will turn around and tell you hey yeah yeah no yeah that's probably not gonna happen just no. just saying just putting it out there ain't gonna happen especially if you're a greasy <laughs> stoner yeah. boy who doesn't dress well who has blood all over his shirt yeah but i digress that's pretty much all i had okay we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back yes okay and we're back we're gonna go ahead and put on our walkman to walk around our house and listen to some music and talk about some technology. What pieces of technology did you notice? I mostly wanted to talk about the credits in this category. Mm-hmm. I thought they were very dark. And then after I had my first seizure from them, mm-hmm. because they're very flashy and there's a lot of shit going on, it did look like a music video from this time. From Nine Inch Nails. Yes, exactly. Yes. Or is it Chemical Brothers? Sure. I, I, they were more electronica, I would but, say. But they had that, like, yeah. where they would do shit like that. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Because the only things I remembered from this movie before re-watching it were the funnier parts. Mm-hmm. I forgot how dark this movie was, so I didn't think the credits at first matched with what I remember from the movie. But then watching the movie, I'm like, holy shit, this movie is actually super gory and dark. Yeah. So I guess it worked. But they I- did make me dizzy (laughs) i was thinking the same thing when they started playing was i don't know that these match up with the movie and i still i think this movie's more of a comedy yeah at the end of the day uh but the credits would have made you think you were watching saw yes for sure yeah one of the pieces of technology that i noticed which i don't know that we've ever had this piece of technology in any of our movies 
was after Anton has cut his hand off and the hand is now at the school, the hand is using an electric pencil sharpener to sharpen its nails. You know, for easier killing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a little interesting piece. I I didn't really notice much else. Uh, Obviously, Anton and his friends watch a lot of TV. Mm -hmm. They just get high and watch TV. That's their thing that they do. Mm -hmm. But other than that, there wasn't tons of things going on. It's kind of pre-cell phones being a normal thing that people have on them at all times. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there wasn't a ton. It was, like I said, I liked his Walkman that he was walking around the house with and just pencil sharpener. What was your favorite song in the movie? I did like, I mean, I liked it for several reasons, but at the school dance, the first song that the offspring sing is a Ramones cover. Yes. Of I Want to Be Sedated. Mm -hmm. Is that the full song name? I believe so. And I did like the fact that they sang that instead of, like we mentioned they pro- at this point, they probably had a hit song. Yeah. Or was it pre? When did that song come out? I'm going to look. Pretty right. Fly for a White Guy, I think, would have been out. Because I remember it being out in eighth grade. Well, I just wonder if this movie was filmed before. Oh. No, it was released in 98. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Americana. It's the name yeah. of the album. Um, So it was, like, right after their mainstream hit. Mm-hmm. And they don't sing it. Yeah. Which uh, was interesting. But- it helped, though, I think, not date the movie because Agreed. the Ramones song is a classic. Yeah. Whereas that would have dated the movie quite a bit. What was your song? Mine was one of the music videos they were watching, and it took me back, which was a little Dragula by Rob Zombie. Yeah. I have always liked Rob Zombie. I've never been the type to go see him in concert, but I've always enjoyed his music and his music videos. Like, I like in the music video, they're doing the A Night at the Roxbury Head Bob. Yeah. I wrote a paper freshman year of high school, and every time I meant to say Dracula, I put Dracula. <laughs> and luckily, you would do like peer review, uh-huh. and I gave the paper to my friend Sam, and he, he highlighted the one, and then he was like, bro, you put Dracula every time. <laughs> Why did you do that? I have no idea. Like, it was like in my head... I didn't put Dracula. I don't know why. Did you think that Dracula was really spelled Dracula? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like, he was just like, uh, we're covering literature, not Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Did you have anything else in this category? I just want to mention, I thought it was a good soundtrack. It had some Motley Crue. It had Santeria by Sublime. Yes, they use that a lot. It was kind of like, uh, I would say, Mix and Nub's theme song, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is a pretty decent soundtrack. Yeah, I agree. Like, before the days of iTunes, I would have went and bought this soundtrack for $10 to get all the good songs that yeah. were on it rather than sitting there trying to buy all the different CDs. I wonder if my brother had this soundtrack. I'm going to text him later because I feel like he did. Okay. It's a lot of music that he likes. I was going to say, it's just good rock music. Also, my brother would definitely be one of these characters in the movie. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to move on? Yes. The next category is called, Is It Even Good? Where we talk about the plots, plot holes, and we name our funniest and cringiest moments of the movie. What did you think about the plot? I will say the plot obviously is not realistic. <laughs> what? Yeah, like your hand's not going to get possessed. But I think it's a. it was an enjoyable plot. Like I thought the way 
there's a per- person hunting the hand. Yeah. And now this whole city thinks there's a serial killer going around right. killing people. But I, I enjoyed it. I, I did too. And again, it's not meant to be like a believable thing. It's yeah. not a movie set in the real world. But I definitely think the premise of it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, I do wish they would have like dove a little deeper into Vivica A. Fox's character and what her motives were. Like they they real brief talk about how she's like part of this order that's hunting this hand possession. I don't know if it was a demon yeah. or what, but it's a, some sort of spirit that's going into the hands of losers, mm-hmm. she says at one point, <laughs> you know, making them kill people. Yeah, I agree with you. They should have explored that more. Yeah. Because they her part's very brief. It and, really is. Yeah. Did you have any plot holes you want to talk about? I just had one. In... What? <laughs> Again, did we watch the same movie? I have several. You have several? It's what you're good at. Yeah. I'm good at finding technology. You're good at finding plot holes. <laughs> the scene where the cops have gone to Anton's house for a noise disturbance. Yes. And Anton kills the two cops. Yes. He puts a knitting needle through one guy's head and electrocutes another guy's head. And apparently no one within the police department gave a shit. That's true. Was it on the same night as the the, the dance? dance? Yeah. Okay. But so I'm maybe we just like, don't know what's going on. But I'm thinking they, in the movie, with Anton in the hospital in a body cast because he apparently got crushed by a car. Yeah. He would have been handcuffed to the bed. Because he killed two cops. That's true because I don't even think they had time to clean up the bodies yet. Because after that happened, then he was like, we need to cut my hand off. This is enough. And they cut off the hand, make a nub, go back to one of their houses to get bandages. Mm -hmm. And then Jessica was like, let's go to the dance. Yeah. And that is very true. Police officers check out at locations. Yes. We were people dispatchers. are tracking them. People know that they're there. Yeah. That's uh, that that's a good one I didn't even like catch. Okay. Because I on the same I mean similar wavelength, I was thinking about his parents mm-hmm. going missing. Him not noticing isn't a big issue for me because he's a stoner. He doesn't really care. He just sits on the couch all day. Apparently he barely goes to school. I was say, yeah, he's not attending class. Um I assume at least the dad has a job. And yeah. nobody's going like, where's dad? Yeah. Or does he work from home and nobody, or does he own his own business and he only works alone? Like, there's got to be somebody out there going, your dad didn't come to work. Like, a family member. Yeah. His brother's going to call the house or his sister. Somebody's going to be, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely one that I had. Mm-hmm. Another one along the same lines was that Anton killed his parents, but he had no recollection that he did it. And the only, I mean, I'm kind of like answering my own plot hole, but I guess the only reasoning was because he got high a lot. Yeah. And would probably go into a deep sleep. Yes. Because yeah. then like where the movie starts off, basically, he is ba- really sober mm-hmm. because he at one point he tries to smoke oregano, which I n- know too many high school boys that try to do that. Really? Yes. Okay. Small town life, right? <laughs> okay. right. Um, But... I, th- I thought it was a plot hole that he didn't remember killing his parents because even if he was in a deep sleep, his mom was like screaming when he was murdering her. Yeah. Wouldn't that wake you up? Yeah. It was confusing. Sure. Yeah, that is a good one. Did you have any other ones? 
Uh, this other one's more of a joke. I was going to say, I would say the fact that Molly is attracted to Anton is a plot hole, but at the same time, I remember being a teenage girl. We don't have good judgment. Yes. And we are attracted to total douchebags when you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. You have no good common sense when choosing a boyfriend or girlfriend, let's be honest. I was thinking the whole time, going, <laughs> we talked about earlier that I'm going, go wash your face. Your face is oily and gross. And thinking the same thing, going, Jessica Alba would not be interested in you. But a, seven, a 17-year-old girl? Then I go, all right. He's the kid from Little Giants. Yeah. <laughs> People. He's No, I mean, I thought, I remember watching this movie when I was you know, the age I was when this came out and thinking like, oh, Devin Sawa. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like, in no point in this movie, I rewatching it tonight, I was like, oh, he's so hot. <laughs> no. I was going, what? Go pay. Why? Why? What is happening? <laughs> Don't kiss him. He has blood on his shirt. <laughs> kind of get something. <laughs> catch uh, something. Anyway. Mm-hmm. What was your funniest liner moment? You actually briefly touched on when Nub and Mick, after Anton has cut his hand off and he puts it in the microwave, Nub Nub and Mick leave and come back with burritos and bandages. (laughs) And I love when Mick's like, we have antiseptic and bandages. It's the ouch-free kind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, What about you? I love the part. When he finds his, I think it's, no, it's not before he finds his parents' body. Okay. It's he finds an eye. Yes. In his house. Mm-hmm. He gets freaked out. Obviously, he just found out there is a serial killer killing people around the area. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's a serial killer in my house. And he goes and hugs his dog, Duke, who is a very good boy. Very good boy. And then proceeds to like push duke down the hallway like first yeah like go check out first and it was just really funny and he did a good job about when he was hiding and everything he like duke get up here and he like hid underneath the blanket with duke there wasn't enough duke after uh i feel like after mick and nub came back yeah uh, as undead Mm -hmm. people yeah it was lacking in the Good boy department. I was going to say, there should have been some more. I did want to mention one other one that I thought was just hilarious. And it's when Mick and Nub are at the dance. Mm -hmm. And Nub starts making out with Tanya. Yes. And Mick's like, stop making out with her. It's illegal. You're dead. (laughs) He's like, it's gross. Yes. Uh, That was funny. Yeah. The other one that I loved was another Mick line was when he does discover his parents' body. Mick and Nub are still alive. They're at, they're at his house with him. Mm-hmm. And Mick finds a scrap of t-shirt in Anton's mom's dead hand. Uh-huh. And he's looking at it. And then they Nub and him both notice that there's a piece of Anton's shirt, Anton's missing. shirt missing, which... Mm-hmm also shows you that he's been wearing that shirt since he killed his parents and at one point he said his parents were missing for a couple days so he's been wearing that shirt for like four days oh god he had it just smelled ripe yeah the funny line was mick puts the scrap up to devin sawa's character and he's like i think the killer was wearing your shirt (laughs) (laughs) 
just how he said that. Like, instead yeah. of like, you're the killer. Yeah. It was well done. Yeah. Uh, what was your cringiest liner moment? I will just lump everything involving Anton and Molly together. Mm-hmm. We talked about earlier, apparently Anton can just slap her on the ass and she'll be like, I'm impressed that you would do that. But then they're going to go to a dance together. Yes. And Molly, it's a Halloween dance. Molly's dressed as a little angel and Anton's wearing what he wears. Yes. And she's just like, you wouldn't stand me up, would you? And this creepy, cringy baby voice. Yeah. And then he's like, not a chance, baby snakes. <laughs> baby snakes. And I was just like, Ugh, <laughs> you guys are terrible. <laughs> baby snakes. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, these kids have only been dating for like a day. I was going to say, like a day or two. And they've lived across the street from each other for years, yes. according to Mick and Dub. That's very true. Yeah. What was your cringiest moment? That definitely was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mine, I chose something that was more on the gory side because there's there were a lot of moments that were super gory. But when Anton does cut, cut off his hand, mm-hmm. he throws it in the microwave. And just the scene where it's actually like bubbling and it looks like it explodes yeah. was super gory and gross and kind of unnecessary and makes me not want to use microwaves ever again. I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. Yeah, there was a good amount of gore when Molly and Tanya are going to drop through the ceiling because yeah. they've been clawing through the vents. Molly or Tanya is dressed as like a devil with a whip, I think. Yeah, they kind of, they almost have like matching costumes because... Oh, yeah, because she's an angel. Yeah. Good point. And Tanya gets hung yeah. from the ceiling and then the fan kicks back on and pulls her through. I was like, that's really gross. That scene... I do remember, I realized watching it today, I do remember that scene because every movie that has people going through a fan vent like that, mm-hmm. or TV show, because one specifically I remember is Community, our favorite TV show. Yes. When the Dean gets kidnapped and they're in the boiler room mm-hmm. and the air conditioning stops because their conditioning school like helps them get free because Troy asked them to. Yeah. And... When they're going through that vent, I'm like, hurry, it's going to, it's going to kick on. You're going to get like, with a fan. That's not, that would never happen in this show. No. But yeah, now I have a deep mistrust of air conditioning fans. I don't blame you. Yeah. With good reason. You shouldn't yeah. go through them. I was going to say, we've seen enough things. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I did. Our friend Molly, she's a, she writes song lyrics and I think she might be a musician. <laughs> But she had a lyric book that she dropped when she was driving her little moped. And Anton picks it up and kind of fans through it. And I have some questions about Molly possibly (laughs) being a serial killer. Yes. When he said this is her lyric book, I was expecting more lyrics and less cut up words. And letters from from magazines. Yeah, that look like she's practicing ransom letters. Yes. (laughs) That's a very... Good question. Yeah. And uh, she definitely was supposed to come off as this, like, cool alternative girl. Yeah. She rides a motorcycle. She writes music. I think he mentioned she plays a bass guitar. Yeah. So, but yeah, her lyric book was... I was like, oh, she's practicing. <laughs> yeah. She's writing ransom love notes. I was just thinking, as a person that, when I was younger, deeply embarrassing that I did have a lyric book and I'd write horrible music lyrics when mm-hmm. I was young. I feel like that takes too much time to... Find a bunch of magazines, cut up the words. Yeah. I feel like we did that in class in junior high, like 
It was like a way to make a poem. Yes. Yeah. I definitely remember doing something similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sh- she took that and ran with it, apparently. Yes, she did. I don't, I don't know if I really have anything else to talk about. Mm-hmm. I did just want to mention the special effects I thought were all pretty decent. They were, for the yeah. most part, yeah. The stuff with the hand in the microwave. Nub gets his head cut off. Yeah. I thought that looked pretty good. Even at one point, they rip Dexter from the offspring's head like that, a scalp yeah. and i was like it all looked pretty decent yeah i totally forgot about that part <laughs> yeah but yeah I, no i i agree yeah i didn't have a whole lot there nice you want to go ahead and take another break yeah and we'll be right back okay as always on Ruining Our Childhood. It is award season. We give away two awards every week, the first of which is a valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage online school of bad acting. Whom did you give your award to? I went back and forth with a couple of characters slash mm-hmm. actors, but I ended up giving it to Randy, okay. Jack Noseworthy, because A, I feel like there wasn't much to his character in the sense of his purpose of the plot. Mm-hmm. I know at one point Anton goes to him for advice about possession because Mick and Nub suggest that he knows a lot about stuff. About satanic rituals yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. And he doesn't really give him that much advice other than idle hands. Like, he kind of says the premise of the movie, I guess. Yeah. Um, but he was a super creep. I mean, again, we mentioned he was a 22-year-old hitting on high school girls. He mm-hmm. was definitely that guy that is hanging around high school kids way longer than he should yes like move on man yeah hang out with people your own age and then the end they kind of just throw him with debbie and i just felt like there was no purpose to his character and at at one point he says ease up there kitten and yeah oh yeah yeah i didn't like the abrupt throw them together with debbie at the end she's like all right let's go have gratuitous sex and he's like okay ritual sex ritual sex sorry but ritualist ritualistic i can't talk you know what I mean. Yes. Let's go have sex. And you're yeah. Like, that kind of seemed out of left field, but okay, you guys are doing that. Cool. Yeah. It's just, I think it's like one thing that happened a lot in movies for the longest time, especially romantic comedies. It's just like throw characters together at the end. Yeah. Everybody should be hooking up at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Who was yours? I was a little surprised by this because 15-year-old Ryan would just come up and punch me in the face. But I gave mine to Jessica Alba as Molly. She wasn't terrible, but I did not like really anything that involved her in this movie. Yeah. At one point after, or kind of after the dance is kind of cleared out, because there's this crazy hand going around, she walks into an art classroom in the school, and the hand drops a ceramic or something on her head. And it was just the way she went, ow. I thought it was kind of funny. Oh. I thought it was more like a comedic thing. Yeah. I get what you're saying in like her baby voice that she would break into. Yeah. It's like our generation's trying to sound sexy, so we do like a baby voice. Well, and my thing is, is they've kind of established her to be this, like you said, rocker alternative girl. Yeah. And then... She's talking in a baby voice. Like, yeah. I think she would have been too cool to go to the dance with him type of a person. It's like they wanted her to be the manic pixie girl. Yeah. Of his dreams. But they're also like, but she has to be like sexier. Yeah. 
we needed her to be in her underwear yeah. during this movie. No, I agree. I did like that she wasn't a complete damsel in distress because no. at one point she does she does go through that fan. She thinks of that idea. Saves herself, does not save her friend. Not really her fault, though. No, it's not her fault. But. Yeah. I will say when she's getting lifted towards the ceiling when she's strapped to the top of the car, I was like had a minor anxiety and it was just at the very end when her nose is pressed to the ceiling. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's too close for me. Yeah, I would not like that. No, I would be massive claustrophobia. Yeah. Being that close to the ceiling like that. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to move on? Yes. The Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you give your award to? I was a little surprised because I just assume I'm watching a Seth Green comedy. It's going to be Seth Green. Yeah. But I did give it to Devin Sawa as Anton. And it was mainly everything he did with the hand. Yeah. And selling that he he's making out with Molly and the hand is like aggressively. Trying to choke her. Choke her and squeeze it. And he's biting the hand. And I just thought he did really well with. You, you believed his hand was possessed. Yeah, no, I agree. He did some really great hand work yeah, there. Yeah, he did um, some good hand work. I didn't give it to him, but I was very, very close to. Okay. Uh, because I liked his character. I mean, I didn't like his character as much as I did when I was younger, but I thought he you still found yourself rooting for him. Yes. Even though... He murdered his parents? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't him, though. And that he's a slacker and stuff, but he's not like a absolute jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up giving mine to Seth Green, Mick, uh, because all of his lines were hilarious. Yes. And <laughs> when they get back with the bandages, you mentioned that line. It was really funny. Mm-hmm. But then Nub says something about the house being really dirty. And he's like, why don't we clean the whole house? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's not our problem. Yeah. Well, also, I think Nub was more going, maybe we should clean the microwave that's covered in blood. Yes. And he's like, we could just clean the whole house. And you're like, well, and, maybe just wipe out the microwave. And then when he was, his disappointment at when the, when the hand just evaporated, very <laughs> kind of disappointed with the outcome of that. Yeah. He was just like, no, nothing, no explosion. Just, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed his character. I thought him and Nub's characters really made the movie way less dark than it could have been. Yeah. And they just, they were both great characters for me. Agreed. Do you want to move on to our final thoughts? Yes. And decide if this film holds up. I will say, I thought like if you break it down to kind of three acts, I really like the first two acts of the movie. It was the third act. Everything at the dance and within the school I thought was a little cheesy and over the top. Down to at one point the hand is taken to, it's now a puppet and it's attacking them in the school. I thought that was a little cheesy. But I I love the way Mick brings it back and when they destroy the hand he was like, what? That's it? No explosion? No nothing? So I really enjoyed it. I thought the death scenes in this were so much better than the than the death scenes and I know what you did last summer. Oh yeah. They really brought it with the special effects in this movie. Yeah. I was a little surprised. I enjoyed it. There was some cringiness, but I thought it was funny. It wasn't was not a bad movie. 
So you think it holds up? I do think it held okay. up. Because yeah. you kind of were dancing around. Sorry, there. I don't mean to dance. Got to bob and weave, but I'm going to hit you with the, I thought it held up. I also agree that I think overall it held up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually enjoyed watching it. It was funny. It definitely, if you like gory movies and horror mixed with a little comedy, this is definitely something that I think people enjoy. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, the comedy part is what saves it for me, because I think if it was trying to take itself too seriously, Mm -hmm. it would be super cheesy and outdated, especially now, but it probably wouldn't have been that great the first time around. Uh, I I do agree with the puppet thing, like it was cheesy, but I think because this is a dark comedy, it worked Uh, for me. Okay. Despite, if you took away like, you know, the homophobic jokes that they make a lot, it's just like kind of the... Not super toxic masculinity, but definitely some toxic masculinity with the male characters. Yeah. And maybe write the female characters just a smidge better. Agreed. Better than some movies, but not as good as others. I was going to say, like you said, Molly was not a total damsel in distress, but she could have been written better. And definitely Vivica Fox's character, Debbie, could have been utilized a little better and given some more backstory. Yeah. But it definitely hits you with the comedy and... Earlier, I said I didn't, I was kind of letting the box office numbers sway me. And it should be noted, this has like a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, which is a decent score. And a four and a half out of five stars on Prime. I feel like the premise of it and how they they did it almost seems a little ahead of its time. Yeah. So I think it's something that I could see being somewhat of a cult classic within our generation. For sure. Um, I don't think it has that status, but, you know, it's it was an enjoyable movie. For sure. For a horror movie. Yeah. It was a, it was a good watch. It's a good watch. Good watch. That was it. Oh, we did want to, one, we were going to talk about what were our favorite TV shows when they would do their Halloween yes. episodes. Mm-hmm. Which we're going to throw it up there so on our Instagram and on Twitter? Uh, nah, just nah, Instagram. Just Instagram. Let us know what yours were. What were your favorite Halloween episodes of TV shows? I definitely, one that sticks out for me, and it's kind of funny that we didn't talk about it on our bonus episode, was mm-hmm. Boy Meets World. It's in one of the later seasons where they do kind of like a scream, I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, satire it even had guest star jennifer love hewitt yes which again i don't know why we didn't talk about an i know what you did last summer episode or the boy meets world, world. Yeah. minnesota but it was always one of my favorite ones mm-hmm. just because jennifer love hewitt would scream a bunch and then uh angela would scream yeah and they get into like screaming fights yes and then yeah i just it was a fun episode for sure for me, I have two. Mm-hmm. I loved the community ones. Oh, oh, the zombie one is definitely say, up there, yeah. Zombie one was really good. And then even the first one where Annie has like her little Spanish Halloween party. Yeah. And Pierce takes some drugs. Yes. <laughs> as a Beastmaster. Beastmaster, which nobody knows what Beastmaster <laughs> <He's> is. Because like... <laughs> Pierce is 70. Um, and then the other one. And I think we're on Treehouse of Horror 32 this season. Simpsons always hit it out of the park, those episodes. I know people are always like, oh, Simpsons used to be funny and it's not so funny anymore. Those ones are still always really good. Yeah, Yeah. I love those. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh, 
Agreed. I totally forgot. I, don't, I didn't forget about the community episodes, but I forgot that that's literally the zombie one yeah. in the second season. Jeff goes dressed as David Beckham. Yeah. So he could just wear a suit. Yeah. And, and carry a soccer ball. Yeah. When Troy, he's, is he a Transformer earlier in it? I think he's, he's Bumblebee. like, I thought it was something with Predator. Oh. It was like Predator versus. Abed's Predator and he's something else. Yeah. And then he come, he realizes. Girls. Don't want you dressed up like yeah. that. So he comes back as Dracula <laughs> with a toilet paper liner yeah. around his neck and no shirt on yeah, and then just like some toilet paper wrapped around his wrist as cufflinks yeah. he's, he's sexy, sexy dracula, dracula. <laughs> yeah. so well done uh yeah i love that episode we should probably go watch it right we now. will we will okay thank you for listening guys yes and yeah we'll put that up on instagram and also we will bring back the polls yeah because we're done with halloween movies we are which they were a lot of fun to do. Yeah, I love doing Halloween we're gonna movies. Have to, we're going to have to do this every year, bring in the Halloween movies. So. For show. So thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for making us part of your week. Yeah. And we'll be back next week. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Bye. Bye.